cafe. Anyway. Mike's Daily Podcast. FF episode 2236. Okay, I missed a day. I had things to do. It was important that these got done. Mike's Daily Podcast. And now it's time to podcast because Mike does a podcast. He does it every day. And this is FF episode 2236. That's 2236. I like the band The Fix with Cy Kernan. Or is it Kai Kernan? I forget. Saved by Zero. One thing leads to another. Red skies at night. How much does it take? Mike's Daily Podcast. That's my friend Mike's favorite song. How much does it take? I think that's what it was. And the one. Mike's. Oh, no one. Daily. No one has to cry. Podcast. That was a good one, too. And then. Yeah. Are we ourselves? Are we, are we, are we ourselves? They always had such interesting lyrics. Cool beats. Had the cool rockin' sound, the, the wild synthesizer sounds. And then there was the other one. Wait. Stand or fall. State your peace tonight. Thank you. I don't have the greatest hits in front of my face right now. I'm just doing this all from memory. Oh! Secret separation. My friend in Alabama, Carrie, that's her favorite. There's no need for our separation in a demon. You broke my heart so neatly. You rescued me. Now free me. The latest scammer craze is something called the Teletransformer. This is step one in the scammer bag of tricks before handing you off to the closers who will put you into a deal. Do you know anybody who is quote unquote a senior citizen? They have. Believe me, they all have gotten a call from somebody, some horrible, atrocious person who's telling them they're about to close their Amazon account or that there's something to do with Apple, their Apple account's getting closed, and they don't know what they're saying, they're confused, and then they might lose money because they'll give them some. And here's today's podcast picture. Bank account number, or I don't know the rest. But it's usually they're trying to get some... Oh. The podcast picture is of the lovely area in, it's a, oh, now I don't know what it's called. I was just looking at this darn. It's, oh, it's in Richmond. It's called Brickyard Cove. That's right. It's near Point Richmond. And we were there on Tuesday. My lovely lady friend got her first shot, as I mentioned on the podcast that day. And so we were driving around. I was showing her that area. It's a beautiful drive. Basil the Boxer and I walked there once eons ago. Had a great walk, the late great Basil the Boxer. Yes, it's such such a fun day. Basil, there's a, a stray cat that's trying to adopt us. We call him Orson. He's a big, black, fluffy thing. And we've been feeding him a little bit. And he shows up and he actually lets us pet him. But we do it very with a very very intrepid, careful. We don't want to get clawed by him because I. This is the cat that got me about two months ago. He swipe took a swipe at me, and I'm like, uh oh, cat scratch theater feeder fever. That Ted Nugent song. Okay. What was I saying? Oh, yes. Yeah, so check out that beautiful area, Brickyard. 
Cove. Oh, the last podcast was called Chimneys. So there you go. Bricks are in chimneys. It all comes back around like a Carly Simon song. Not like a fixed song. Although he's walking in that weird... Uh, what is that thing? It was like a hamster wheel in that video for Secret Separation. Are you saying that this podcast is a rabbit hole? That it just goes down some crazy rabbit hole and all kinds of things? That I, I am taking you on a journey, my friend. Why would you even say that to me? How rude. If you answer a typical message... Okay. When you answer the phone... They will uh, sometimes your message will leave a callback number or they'll claim they're returning your call or calling because you recently bought one of their products. If you answer, a typical message will say, This is Kristen with Benefits Advisors calling on a recorded line. How are you today? No matter what you say, they launch into their spiel, sometimes about Medicare, sometimes about Social Security. Or your mortgage, or your student loan, or car insurance, your disability, or senior living home improvement. The range of topics is long, so just hang up. With other types of calls, however, what they're looking for is yes. With that simple word, they can steal your identity and your money. And this is how it works. The first question they usually ask is, can you hear me? What they want is for you to say yes. That's why they ask that stupid question. Ah! Sometimes the question is, are you having a good day? Or is this X? If they have your real name, uh, that's what they'll say. Is this? And then they'll say your real name, not X. Maybe they do say X. Do not say yes. Once they have a recording of that one word from you, they're free to do all kinds of things. They can sign uh, sign you up for a service or send items to you in the mail. They have proof. They claim that you agreed to all of that. Ah! That's why I all of a sudden got all those robocalls. Because they have your yes recorded in your own voice. And I just said yes a bunch of times And it's recorded on a podcast Yikes That story came from King Features Syndication So perhaps you saw this same story In your local paper I found it In the Castro Valley Forum Which they also had an article here About how the there's a housing shortage Going on And housing prices are going up uh, with a large pool of well-qualified buyers, continued low interest rates, and a strong economy, it would seem we have everything we need for a successful spring market, but there aren't enough houses to buy. A drive through almost any neighborhood reveals a startling fact. The number of yards brandishing for sale signs is almost zero. Back during the foreclosure crisis, as we go outside a cafe anyway, we're bringing Mike's Daily Podcast somewhere in Podcastro Valley, the last place on earth. Cafe anyway During the foreclosure crisis Remember that about 12 years ago Real estate signs dotted neighborhoods like weeds After a summer rain Currently you can drive for blocks Before spotting a solitary sign The coronavirus has changed the market in some ways Some potential sellers Forced to stay at home for the past year Have concluded that it might be better to Fix up their existing home Than try to sell And find a replacement 
in the current ultra-competitive arena. Many are afraid that if they sell their current property, they will not be able to find a replacement. Older sellers who historically might have relocated to smaller homes are choosing to sit tight in their existing homes as long as possible. Building enough new homes continues to be an issue as a combination of skyrocketing building material costs. Yes, lumber has been going up like 80% every year. A shortage of skilled labor. And tightening building regulations. That's all dramatically slowed new home construction. Conversely, the residential remodeling sector is running flat out trying to keep up with the ever-increasing demand for renovations by those homeowners who have decided to sit tight and fix up their current digs. On the flip side of the equation, the pool of available buyers continues to grow as a new generation of home buyers are flooding the market. With interest rates incredibly low, their buying power is the best it's been in years. Coupled with a continuing strong economy, long-term prospects have never been better. I was having a conversation with my lovely lady friend about moving because I talked about in a recent podcast about trying to make a big change and how to do that and all that. And, you know, the thing is, we love California as much as we hate the traffic and the taxes and that just, you know, the, the crazy mass of people. And then in the summer, it gets pretty hot. But at least it's not humid. And then we start going back down. <laughs> or start going back up with the benefit, with the pluses of California. Uh, that there's a, you know, it's interesting. I work with a lot of conservative-minded people. Uh, the shows, the programs... On the radio stations that I work for are very conservative, yet yet I can go home to a very liberal neighborhood. It's kind of nice to go from one extreme to the other. I don't know. It, it cancels each other out, and I like it. I like the amazing amount of terrain in California. You can be in Redwoods at one second. You could be on the beach another. You can be in a hot, hot, hot valley that's hot. Did I mention it was hot? You can go to Yosemite, up to Shasta, down to San Diego and Mission Bay. I'm, I'm sounding more and more like a uh, Arlo Guthrie song here. Or was it Wood, Woody Guthrie? This land is your land. This was, this was his dad. I saw Arlo, actually. That's another thing. In the Bay Area, when concerts start happening again... Which may not happen this year, but it will happen again. There's all these great venues where you can see so many different people. And I saw Arlo Guthrie in Berkeley. So, yeah. I mean, that's the place you got to see Arlo Guthrie. Because the guy is Berkeley. Look at him. That is a Berkeley right there. So, all that to say that the boomer generation, in contrast... Well, in contrast to the boomer generation... Uh... Younger generations, many with young children, have been forced by COVID-19 to re-examine their current living conditions. Small homes that might have worked pre-pandemic have revealed themselves to be too small, forcing relocation to larger properties where family members can spread out. In the meantime, it is a frustrating time for potential buyers as limited inventory is causing multiple offers and pushing prices higher. It does not appear... This will be slowing down anytime soon. My 
Uh, oh, this was written by Carl Medford, by the way. He is uh, a licensed realtor with Keller Williams Realty. Just to give him a little plug, because I just stole his article. Sorry about that, Carl. But you, you give us pause for thought, Carl, because the other day I'm sitting outside on a lounge. This nice little lounge. It's not a very expensive lounge. It's kind of rickety. If I gain any more weight because of uh, staying at home, because of the pandemic, I may break the lounge. But what I'm saying is, as, I, as I'm sitting on this lounge, I'm thinking back to when I first acquired this lounge. And I remembered it was back in Huntsville, Alabama. I lived there for two years. I bought this lounge one day because I thought I'm going to sit in my backyard on this lounge. So the first day I do that, I sit down and I was talking to my then wife at the time saying to her, well, she had decided then and there, maybe not, maybe this was not around the, the lounge. This was probably a couple days earlier. She had said to me, let's move back to California. I'm tired of Alabama. So we ended up moving back to California in 2009. But before we did that, I had to break the news to my mom. And I was sitting on that lounge when I broke the news to her. That's why I bring up the lounge. Lounge. So she did not like that idea. She had moved from California several years earlier, had moved to Florida where she still resides. And I said to her, I'm, I want to move back to California. My then wife wanted me to move back to California we wanted to move back and she goes you are in such an inexpensive to live area you've got a house you've got a big backyard you don't need to move back to California you're going to get for the same what you paid for that house you'll get a shoebox in California and she was right about all of that and the problem is though uh she was wrong about some of that because I moved to California, ended up getting divorced, met my lovely lady friend. And we were having this conversation, my lovely lady friend and I, about how if it wasn't for moving back to California, I would have never met her. You know how things are. And the grass is greener. Well, in that story, I guess the grass was greener on the other side. I went to the other side and now I'm staying on the other side against what my mom was suggesting at the time, which What's even funnier to me about that whole story Is that she was on Facebook at the time And now she doesn't She hasn't been on Facebook in like 10 years But back then she was on Facebook a lot And she saw me post something about Hey, looking forward to California And my mom commented And it's probably up It's still up there on Facebook somewhere You'd have to dig back 11 years to find it But she said you can anywhere you live can be paradise. You don't have to move to California. She was trying so hard to keep me in Alabama because I was closer to her in Florida. She was Florida. I could just go and see her. Yeah. But it's funny because she brought that up. She was adamant about it for a while. And then, well, she came to California a couple times to visit. And, you know, it's never been brought up since. Until now, when I brought it up. Why did I bring that up? Okay, a couple things real quick. Uh, double masking is important. The CDC says that unknotted surgical masks block only 56.1%, while a cloth mask only blocked 51.4% of cough particles. 
So they say you should double mask with cloth and surgical masks together, I guess. It prevents leakage of air and it fits the contours of your face better. Not the ear loops of a surgical mask where they attach the mask's edge and then tuck in and flatten the extra area. Why am I reading this? That's a good question. Because I think there's nurses listening. Maybe there are. Studies by the CDC found in, in America, the CDC, found that wearing a double mask, cloth, and surgical or disposable reduces exposure to the coronavirus by nearly 95%. Ah, I see. That's what they were saying. Double masking. Okay. The other thing COVID-related is that we are showering less and possibly that's making us cleaner. YouGov, a survey they did, found that 17% of us are showering less a fourth of us wash our, ha- or wash our hair less. A third are less likely to put clean clothes on daily. And only one in ten are showering more. The uh, James Hamblin lecturer at Yale School of Public Health says the idea that we need to use soap all over our body is not founded in any type of science. <laughs> he only washes with water and occasionally wets his hair. One argument for showering less centers around the skin microbiome. Oh, yeah. Have you heard about this? Hey, God, I sound like such a radio DJ. Hey, have you heard about this? I hate that. When I do that, it's such a uh, crutch. Trillions of microorganisms live on the skin surface. And some microbiomes feed off the oils on our skin, which is stripped away when we use soap. So they say you shouldn't. The skin microbiome plays an important role. It supports our immune system, prevents pathogens entering the body, reduces inflammation, lessens the chance of skin conditions such as eczema and psoriasis. Ah. The global soap market is projected to reach 4. Oh, oh, 47, over $47 billion by 2027. This goes on and on. The fascinating facts about this. That was from the Telegraph, by the way, which is in England. There is a doctor who recently gave his 1,000th shot to a patient. It wasn't the same patient getting 1,000 shots. Hey, how many shots can I take? How much of this vaccine do I need? I think that would pretty much kill you. No, so his 1,000th patient got the vaccine. His video went viral because he jumped around, had uh, his co-workers, his co-nurses were throwing confetti everywhere. And he was celebrating. It was funny. I think he, it's, he had his patient watching away, looking at a television set off to the side, away from where he was administering the shot. And told her, pretend that the Leafs won the Stanley Cup. I guess, is that a Canadian thing? Yeah, this was in Ontario. (sighs) Have you seen, when you get the shot, it's done so quickly. It's like they they jab it in you. It is a jab. It's like super fast and they're done. Hawaii has safely welcomed 2.3 million plus tourists. The state implemented a strict 14-day quarantine 
back in March for all incoming flight uh, passengers. That's the only way you really can get to Hawaii is by the air. And that meant there was a protection from the COVID-19 for Hawaii's residents, but it was a huge loss of jobs in the tourism industry. The state's seasonally adjusted unemployment rate in March was 2.1%. And that was in April. But, oh, last year it was 21.9%. Oh, okay. Hawaii, everybody. And that's all I got. Next show, it's going to be... Oh, wait, we haven't said hi to the other people. Oh, by the way, my lovely lady friend, we were discussing this. A lot of people we know got the Pfizer shot. And there's a Pfizer superiority complex going on. Uh, It's affecting the... Is it affecting the vaccine rollout? Um, the, The blood clot scare, of course, made a lot of people... Mistrust the uh, Johnson and Johnson shot, but it, it's still in the news. It may be uncouth to be a Pfizer snob. The Pfizer vaccine may have the best numbers, with an efficacy rate originally reported at ninety-five percent, but with a ninety-four percent efficacy rate, the Moderna vaccine was right behind it, and Johnson and Johnson's efficacy rate was sixty-six percent. Which is actually quite good if you understand what the numbers mean. Ah, okay. And that was from Slate. Look who's here, somewhere outside a cafe anyway, in Podcastro Valley. Hello, McMatthews. It's Jelly Shuhart, Get Chef Supervisor. Wow, this podcast was jam-packed full of facts. Yes, look who else is here. Whoa, Mike, this is Floyd the Floorman. And this is John Deere, the engineer. I got my shot recently, and I got the Johnson & Johnson. I hope I don't die. Yeah, a lot of people who get the Johnson & Johnson, they get sick right away, but they're done. You just had the one shot, and the rest of us got to wait forever to get the second one, and then we're done. Yay. Yeah, something like that, Mike. <clears throat> Next show, it's going to be Shelly Shuhart. No, wait, that was today, wasn't it? Next show, it'll be Benita, the disgruntled fiddle player, and the brewmaster. I am so wanting to end this show. If you want to chime in about anything, you can call me 336-MM-DAILY. That's 3 plus 3 equals 6. MM is in Mike Matthews. Daily is in what this podcast has been. No, it hasn't. It'll try to be yet again. Thanks for listening. Take it away, number person. Call now. 336-MM-DAILY. Mike's Daily Podcast is written and produced and performed by Mike Matthews. His podcast is super easy to find. Download or listen to his show and read his blog at mikesdailypodcast.com. Email Mike now at mikesdailypodcast at gmail.com. See you tomorrow. Bye.